Chapter 19, verses 28 through 48. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 28 through 36. And when he had spoken thus, he went before, ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when he was come nigh to Bethphanage and Bethany, at the mount called the Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tide, whereon yet never man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, Why do ye loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went on their way, and found even as he had said unto them, and as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. Titus paused, because the Lord had said, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. They that saw him going up to Jerusalem thought that he was going then to commence the kingdom of God. When then the parable was finished, in which he reproved the error above mentioned, and showed plainly that he had not yet vanquished that death which was plotting against him, he proceeded forth to his passion, going up to Jerusalem. Bede, proving at the same time that the parable had been pronounced concerning the end of the city, which was about both to slay him and to perish itself by the scourge of the enemy, it follows, and it came to pass, when he was come nigh to Bethphage, etc. Bethphage was a small village belonging to the priests on Mount Olivet. Bethany was also a little town or hamlet on the side of the same mountain, about fifteen stades from Jerusalem. Chrysostom. At the beginning of his ministry, our Lord showed himself indifferent to the Jews. But when he had given sufficient token of his power, he transacts everything with the highest authority. Many are the miracles which then took place. He foretold to them, Ye shall find an unbroken colt. He foretells also that no one should hinder them, but as soon as they heard it, they should hold their peace. Titus paused. Here it was evident that there would be a divine summons, for no one can resist God's calling for what is his own. But the disciples, when ordered to fetch the colt, refused not the office as a slight one, went to bring him. Basil, so likewise should we set about even the lowest works with the greatest zeal and affection, knowing that whatever is done with God before our eyes is not slight, but meet for the kingdom of heaven. Titus, they who had tied the ass are struck dumb because of the greatness of his mighty power, and are unable to resist the words of the Savior, for the Lord is the name of majesty, as a king, he was about to come in the sight of all people. Augustine. Nor matters it that Matthew spoke of an ass and its foal, while the others say nothing of the ass. For when both may be conceived, there is no variance, even though one relate one thing and another another, much less where one relates one thing, another both. Gloss. The disciples waited upon Christ, not only in bringing the colt of another, but also with their own garments, some of which they placed upon the ass, others they strewed in the way. Bede, 
or according to the other evangelists, not the disciples only, but very many also went of the crowds, scattered their garments in the way. Ambrose, mystically our Lord came to Mount Olivet, that he might plant new olive trees on the heights of virtue, and perhaps the mountain itself is Christ, for who else could bear such fruit of olives, abounding in the fullness of the Spirit? Bede, rightly are the towns described as placed on Mount Olivet, that is, on the Lord himself who rekindles the unction of spiritual graces with the light of knowledge and piety. Origin. Bethany is interpreted the house of obedience, but Bethphage the house of cheekbones, being a place belonging to the priests, for cheekbones in the sacrifices were the right of the priests, as it is commanded in the law, to that place then where obedience is, and where the priests have the possession, our Savior sends his disciples to loose the colt's ass. Ambrose, for they were in the village, and the colt was tied with its mother, nor could it be loosed except by the command of the Lord. The apostle's hand looses it. Such was the act, such the life, such the grace. Be such that thou mayest be able to loose those that are bound. In the ass indeed, Matthew represented the mother of error, but in the cult, Luke has described the general character of the Gentile people. And rightly, whereon yet never man sat, for none before Christ called the nations of the Gentiles into the church. But this people was tied and bound by the chains of iniquity, being subject to an unjust master, the servant of error, and could not claim to itself authority whom not nature but crime had made guilty. Since the Lord is spoken of, one master is recognized. O wretched bondage under a doubtful mastery, for he has many masters who has not one. Others bind that they may possess. Christ looses that he may keep, for he knew that gifts are more powerful than chains. Origin. There were then many masters of this cult, before that the Savior had need of him. But as soon as he began to be the master, there ceased to be any other, for no one can serve God and mammon. When we are the servants of wickedness, we are subject to many vices and passions, but the Lord has need of the colt, because he would have us loosed from the chains of our sins. Origin. Now I think this place is not without reason said to be a small village, for as if it were a village without any further name, in comparison of the whole earth, the whole heavenly country is despised. Ambrose, nor is it for nothing that two disciples are directed thither. Peter to Cornelius, Paul to the rest, and therefore he did not mark out the persons, but determine the number. Still, should anyone require the persons, he may believe it to be spoken of Philip, whom the Holy Spirit sent to Gaza, when he baptized the eunuch of Queen Candace. Theophylact. Or the two sent imply this, that the prophets and apostles made up the two steps to the bringing in of the Gentiles and their subjection to Christ. But they bring the cult from a certain village, that it may be known to us that this people was rude and unlearned. Cyril, those men who were directed, when they were loosing the cult, did not use their own words, but spoke as Jesus had told them that you may know that not by their own words, but the word of God, not in their own name, but in Christ's, 
they implanted the faith among the Gentile nations, and by the command of God the hostile powers ceased, which claimed to themselves the obedience of the Gentiles. Origin. The disciples next placed their garments upon the ass, and caused the Savior to sit thereon, inasmuch as they take upon themselves the word of God, and make it to rest upon the souls of their hearers. They divest themselves of their garments, and strew them in the way, for the clothing of the apostles is their good works. And truly does the ass, loosened by the disciples, and carrying Jesus, walk upon the garments of the apostles, when it imitates their doctrine. Which of us is so blessed, that Jesus should rest upon him? Ambrose, for it pleased not the Lord of the world, to be borne upon the ass's back, save that in a hidden mystery, by a more inward sitting, the mystical ruler might take his seat in the secret depths of man's souls, guiding the footsteps of the mind, bridling the wantonness of the heart. His word is a rein, his word is a goad. Verses 37 through 40. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Origin. As long as our Lord was in the mount, his apostles only were with him. But when he began to be near the descent, then there came to him a multitude of the people. Theophylact, he calls by the name of disciples, not only the twelve or the seventy-two, but all who followed Christ, whether for the sake of the miracles or from a certain charm in his teaching. And to them may be added the children, as the other evangelists relate. Hence it follows, for all the mighty works which they had seen, they beheld indeed many of our Lord's miracles, but marveled most at the resurrection of Lazarus. For as John says, For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. For it must be observed that this was not the first time of our Lord's coming to Jerusalem, but he came often before, as John relates. Ambrose the multitude then acknowledging God proclaims him king, repeats the prophecy, and declares that the expected son of David according to the flesh had come, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Bede, that is, in the name of God the Father, although it might be taken in his own name, since he himself is the Lord. But his own words are better guides to the meaning when he says, I am come in my Father's name. For Christ is the master of humility. Christ is not called king as one who exacts tribute, or arms his forces with the sword, or visibly crushes his enemies, but because he rules men's minds, and brings them believing, hoping and loving into the kingdom of heaven. For he was willing to be king of Israel, to show his compassion, not to increase his power. But because Christ appeared in the flesh as the redemption and light of the whole world, well do both the heaven and earth, each in their turn, 
chaunt his praises. When he is born into the world, the heavenly hosts sing. When he is about to return to heaven, men send back their note of praise. As it follows, peace in heaven, Theophylact, that is, the ancient warfare, wherein we were at enmity against God has ceased, and glory in the highest, inasmuch as angels are glorifying God for such a reconciliation, for this very thing, that God visibly walks in the land of his enemies, shows that he has peace with us. But the Pharisees, when they heard that the crowd called him king, and praised him as God, murmured, imputing the name of king to sedition, the name of God to blasphemy. And some of the Pharisees said, Master, rebuke thy disciples. Bede, O oh, the strange folly of the envious, they scruple not to call him master, because they knew he taught the truth. But his disciples, as though themselves were better taught, they deem worthy of rebuke. But the Lord forbade not them that glorified him as God, but rather forbade those that blamed them, so bearing witness to himself concerning the glory of the Godhead. Hence it follows, he answered and said unto them, I tell you, if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Theophylact, as if he said, Not without cause do men praise me thus, but being constrained by the mighty works which they have seen. Bede. And so at the crucifixion of our Lord, when his kinsfolk were silent from fear, the stones and rocks sang forth. While after that he gave up the ghost, the earth was moved and the rocks were rent, and the graves opened. Ambrose, nor is it wonderful that the stones against their nature should chaunt forth the praises of the Lord, whom his murderers, harder than rocks, proclaim aloud, that is, the multitude, in a little while about to crucify their God, denying him in their hearts, whom with their mouths they confess. Or perhaps it is said, because... When the Jews were struck silent after the Lord's passion, the living stones, as Peter calls them, were about to cry out. Origin. When we also are silent, that is, when the love of many waxeth cold, the stones cry out. For God can from stones raise up children to Abraham. Ambrose. Rightly we read that the crowds praised God, met him at the descent of the mountain, that they might signify that the works of the heavenly mystery had come to them from heaven. Bede. Again, when our Lord descends from the Mount of Olives, the multitude descended also, because, since the author of mercy had suffered humiliation, it is necessary that all those who need his mercy should follow his footsteps. Verses 41 through 44. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hast known, even now, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. But now they are hid from thine eyes. For the day shall come upon thee, that thy enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation." origin. All the blessings which Jesus pronounced in his gospel, he confirms by his own example, as having declared, Blessed are the meek. He afterwards sanctions it by saying, Lord of me, for I am meek, 
And because he had said, Blessed are they that weep, he himself also wept over the city. Cyril, for Christ had compassion upon the Jews, who wills that all men should be saved, which had not been plain to us, were it not revealed by a certain mark of his humanity, for tears poured forth are the tokens of sorrow. Gregory, the merciful Redeemer, wept then over the fall of the false city, which that city itself knew not was about to come upon it, as it is added, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, we may here understand, wouldest weep, thou who now rejoicest, for thou knowest not what is at hand. It follows, at least in this thy day, for when she gave herself up to carnal pleasures, she had the things which in her day might be her peace. But why she had present goods for her peace is explained by what follows. But now they are hidden from thy eyes. For if the eyes of her heart had not been hidden from the future evils which were hanging over her, she would not have been joyful in the prosperity of the present. Therefore he shortly added the punishment which was near at hand, saying, for the days shall come upon thee. Cyril, if thou hadst known, even thou, the Jews were not worthy to receive the divinely inspired scriptures, which relate the mystery of Christ. For as often as Moses read, a veil overshadows their hearts, that they should not see what has been accomplished in Christ, who being the truth puts to flight the shadow. And because they regarded not the truth, they rendered themselves unworthy of the salvation which flows from Christ. Eusebius, he here declares that his coming was to bring peace to the whole world. For under this he came, that he should preach both to them that were near and those that were afar off. But as they did not wish to receive the peace that was announced to them, it was hid from them. And therefore the siege which was shortly to come upon them, he most expressly foretells, adding, for the days shall come upon thee, etc. Gregory, by these words the Roman leaders are pointed out. For that overthrow of Jerusalem is described, which was made by the Roman emperors Vespasian and Titus. Eusebius, but how these things were fulfilled, we may gather from what is delivered to us by Josephus, who, though he was a Jew, related each event as it took place, in exact accordance with Christ's prophecies. Gregory, this too which is added, namely, they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, is now witnessed in the altered situation of the same city, which is now built in that place where Christ is crucified without the gate, whereas the former Jerusalem, as it is called, was rooted up from the very foundation, and the crime for which this punishment of overthrow was inflicted is added, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation, Theophylact, that is, of my coming. For I came to visit and to save thee, which if thou hadst known and believed on me, thou mightest have been reconciled to the Romans, and exempted from all danger, as did those who believed on Christ. Origen, I do not deny, then, that the former Jerusalem was destroyed because of the wickedness of its inhabitants, but I ask whether the weeping might not perhaps concern this your spiritual Jerusalem. For if a man has sinned after receiving the mysteries of truth, he will be wept over. Moreover, no Gentile is wept over, but he only who was of Jerusalem, and has ceased to be. Gregory, 
for our Redeemer does not cease to weep through his elect whenever he perceives any to have departed from a good life to follow evil ways, who, if they had known their own damnation hanging over them, would together with the elect shed tears over themselves. But the corrupt soul here has its day, rejoicing in the passing time, to whom things present are its peace. Seeing that it takes delight in that which is temporal, it shuns the foresight of the future, which may disturb its present mirth. And hence it follows, but now are they hid from thine eyes. Origin, but our Jerusalem is also wept over, because after sin enemies surround it, that is, wicked spirits, and cast a trench round it to besiege it, and leave not a stone behind, especially when a man, after long countenance, after years of chastity is overcome, and enticed by the blastisements of the flesh, has lost his fortitude and his modesty, and has committed fornication, they will not leave on him one stone upon another. According to Ezekiel, his former righteousness I will not remember. Gregory, or else the evil spirits lay siege to the soul, as it goes forth from the body, for being seized with the love of the flesh, they caress it with delusive pleasures. They surround it with a trench, because bringing all its wickedness with which it has committed before the eyes of its mind, they close confine it to the company of its own damnation, that being caught in the very extremity of life, it may see by what enemies it is blockaded, yet be unable to find any way of escape, because it can no longer do good works, since those which it might once have done it despised. On every side also they enclose the soul when its iniquities rise up before it, not only in deed but also in word and thought, that she who before in many ways greatly enlarged herself in wickedness should now at the end be straightened every way in judgment. Then indeed the soul, by the very condition of its guilt, is laid prostrate on the ground, while its flesh, which it believed to be its life, is bid to return to dust. Then its children fall in death, when all unlawful thoughts, which only proceed from it, are in the last punishment of life scattered abroad. These may also be signified by the stones. For the corrupt mind, when to corrupt thought it adds one more corrupt, places one stone upon another. But when the soul is led to its tomb, the whole structure of its thoughts is rent asunder. But the wicked soul, God ceases not to visit with his teaching, sometimes with the scourge and sometimes with a miracle, that the truth which it knew not it may hear, and those still despising it may return pricked to the heart in sorrow, or overcome with mercies, may be ashamed at the evil which it has done, but because it knows not the time of its visitation, at the end of life it is given over to its enemies, that with them it may be joined together in the bond of everlasting damnation. Verses 45 through 48. And he went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold therein, and them that bought, saying unto them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And he taught daily in the temple, but the chief priests and the scribes and the chief of the people sought to destroy him, and could not find what they might do, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. Gregory, 
When he had related the evils that were to come upon the city, he straightway entered the temple, that he might cast out them that bought and sold in it, showing that the destruction of the people arose chiefly from the guilt of the priests. Ambrose, for God wishes not his temple to be a house of traffic, but the dwelling place of holiness, nor does he fix the priestly service in a saleable performance of religion, but in a free and willing obedience. Cyril, now there were in the temple a number of sellers who sold animals, by the custom of the law, for the sacrificial victims, but the time was now come for the shadows to pass away and the truth of Christ to shine forth. Therefore Christ, who together with the Father was worshipped in the temple, commanded the customs of the law to be reformed, but the temple to become a house of prayer, as it is added, my house, etc. Gregory, for they who sat in the temple to receive money would doubtlessly sometimes make exaction to the injury of those who give them none. Theophylact, the same thing our Lord did also at the beginning of his preaching, as John relates, and now he did it a second time, because the crime of the Jews was much increased by their not having been chastened by the former warning. Augustine, now mystically you must understand by the temple Christ himself, as the man in his human nature or with his body united to him, that is the church. But inasmuch as he is the head of the church, it was said, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it up in three days. Inasmuch as the church is joined to him, is the temple understood, of which he seems to have spoken in the same place. Take these away from hence, signifying that there would be those in the church who would rather be pursuing their own interest, or find a shelter therein to conceal their wickedness, than to follow after the love of Christ and by confession of their sins, receiving pardon, be restored. Gregory, but our Redeemer does not withdraw his word of preaching, even from the unworthy and ungrateful. Accordingly, after having, by the ejection of the corrupt, maintained the strictness of discipline, he now pours forth the gifts of grace. For it follows, and he was teaching daily in the temple. Cyril, now from what Christ had said and done, it was meet that men should worship him as God. But far from doing this, they sought to slay him. As it follows, but the chief priests and the scribes and the chief of the people sought to destroy him. Bede, either because he daily taught in the temple, or because he had cast the thieves therefrom, or that coming thereto as king and lord, he was greeted with the honor of the heavenly hymn of praise. Cyril, but the people held Christ in far higher estimation than the scribes and Pharisees, and chiefs of the Jews, who not receiving the faith of Christ themselves, rebuked others. Hence it follows, and they could not find what they might do, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. Bede, this may be taken in two ways, either that fearing a tumult of the people, they knew not what they should do with Jesus, whom they had settled to destroy or they sought to destroy him because they perceived their own authority set aside, and multitudes flocking to hear him. Gregory, mystically such as the temple of God is in a city, such is the life of the religious in a faithful people, and there are frequently some who take upon themselves the religious habit, and while they are receiving the privilege of holy orders, are sinking the sacred office of religion into a bargain of worldly traffic. For the sellers in the temple are those who give 
at a certain price that which is the rightful possession of others. For to sell justice is to observe it on condition of receiving a reward. But the buyers in the temple are those who, whilst unwilling to discharge what is just to their neighbor, and disdaining to do what they are in duty bound to, by paying a price to their patrons, purchase sin. Origin. If any then sells, let him cast out, and especially if he sells doves. For of those things which have been revealed and committed to me by the Holy Spirit, I either sell for money to the people, or do not teach without hire. What else do I but sell a dove, that is, the Holy Spirit? Ambrose, therefore our Lord teaches generally that all worldly bargains should be far removed from the temple of God. But spiritually he drove away the money changers, who seek gain from the Lord's money, that is, the divine scripture, lest they should discern good and evil. Gregory, and these make the house of God a den of thieves, because when corrupt men hold religious offices, they slay with the sword of their wickedness their neighbors, whom they ought to raise to life by the intercession of their prayers. The temple also is the soul of the faithful, which, if it put forth corrupt thoughts to the injury of a neighbor, then it is become, as it were, a lurking place of thieves. But when the soul of the faithful is wisely instructed to shun evil, truth teaches daily in the temple. End of chapter 19